Okay, everybody. Hello, 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 hello. This is Airy in the Air. This is my podcast. I'm a professional action sports athlete and a deep thinker. To understand me, you should check out my Instagram. That's Airy in the Air. A-R-I in the air. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I've got some really deep shit to talk to you about. Really deep. I just got off the phone with an old friend of mine, and we had an hour-long deep conversation. It helped me amalgamate some thoughts that I've been having for quite some time, and I want to share those things with you today. Those two things are being seen, the feeling of being seen, and the power of affirmation. Okay? So we're going to get to that here in a minute. Let's listen to some music. That is my arguably my favorite DJ on the planet. His name is Krusen. Krusen, C-R-U-S-S-E-N. He is a Norwegian DJ who lives in Sweden. Makes really nice stuff. Anyways, okay. Let's dive into this. Just so we're clear, my intention with sharing this with you is that the experiences that you have in your life can be better understood by you as well as you can give these experiences as gifts to other people. And I think that in doing so, you'll alleviate suffering and you will feel more connected. Okay, I think the things that we're talking about here have the power to do that, and I wish it for you, just to make that clear. So, I was talking to my friend, 
and we were pretty deep in conversation, and he told me that there are times in his life where he feels a response from someone like when he shares something, whether it's the look on their face, whether it's the way they react, the speed at which they react, whether it's what they say, even no matter how brief or short that response is, but they, but he gets this experience that he feels even for a brief moment, a really, really deep connection. Like they understand him, like they can relate to his experience. And this is something that I've been thinking about for a long time. And I explained to him my thoughts around this, how I define it, how I describe it, how I look for it, and how I try to give it to people. Okay. And basically, what I think that experience is, is the experience of being seen. It is being seen. Whew, man. The experience of being seen. I think the experience of being seen really is a transcendent experience. And I'm sure that you have had this experience in your life, whether you labeled it like this or not. These are the moments where you feel truly understood, the moments you feel truly appreciated, heard. When someone really feels you, when someone really gets you, this is the experience that I'm talking about. So, the experience of being seen is very powerful. I think that we have an existential need to be seen. I think that this is one of our deep spiritual needs. Maslow's hierarchy of needs starts with, what is it, food and shelter and security. All these things are like kind of physical, but like on a more spiritual existential plane we have this need to be seen, this need to be witnessed. This need to feel validated that we are alive. Which is a crazy thought. It's, I think it's helpful, once I realized that I had this need to be seen, it made me look back on my life in all of the ways, all of the things I've jumped off of, all of the ways I've flown, all of the tricks I've done, I've lived a very flamboyant life. And I think that a lot of it has to do with my own desire to be seen. That I am alive, that I want to burn bright, and I want my light to permeate the universe. Right? And I think we all have this. I think it's very helpful to recognize it in ourselves. 
It's also very helpful to recognize the challenge it is to see and be seen. It is a challenge. It is a delicate art. It is a stage of development. There is endless mythology, symbolism, mysticism built around the idea of being seen. If you look in Egyptian mythology and the all-seeing eye, the eye of Horus, the idea that God is all-seeing, all-knowing, omnipresent, the all-seeing eye. This is a very, very high level of development. Also, people who are neglected this, people who are neglected attention and love and acknowledgement can manifest outburst-like behavior or speech or violence, these kind of things, right? So we have a need to be seen. We have a need to be seen. There's also the reality of human life that you kind of have to acknowledge and admit and surrender to the idea that you are never going to be perfectly seen. You are never going to be perfectly understood. You are forever going to be battling this idea that you want to be seen, you want to be understood, and you never are going to be fully, completely understood. And it's just a reality that we have to come to terms with because our internal experience is unknowable to even ourselves in a complete way. We can't even understand ourselves, our own lives, our own feelings in a, in a meaningful enough way that we could ever imagine to transfer that experience to another person and have them digest it and integrate it in a profound enough way that we could be completely understood by someone else. That is something that will never happen. And these moments that we get, however fleeting they are, of feeling seen, of feeling acknowledged, of feeling understood, these moments are transcendental. They are a taste. They are a blip of the oneness, of the connection. They are moments that break down our idea that we are separate, that we are alone. These are very, very powerful moments. These are very powerful moments. Because I think that the moment we come out of the womb, we have this wound that will never heal. And that is that we are separate, that we are alone. That in the womb, we were one. And we were cradled in every aspect. We were cared for in every aspect. And as we came out of the womb, we're on our own. And there are these moments in life 
where we feel acknowledged, where we feel seen, where we feel that we belong in such a profound way that for however short of a period, everything can be alleviated, that we are no longer alone, that we are no longer wounded, that we are no longer separate. Fuck, that is a powerful, powerful realization that we are both looking for that and we have the ability to give that. I have an idea as to how you might go about giving that. And that is through what I would consider affirmation. Okay, and so I'll set up the framework here a little bit. I think that being able to see someone is a skill. It is an art. It is a delicate thing. You can't just say, hey, I like your shirt. That might be a nicety, and we need those. But complimenting someone's shirt does not relieve their existential angst that they are alone in the universe. <laughs> if only, right? If only. So, then the question is, what can we do? What does it look like for us to, however momentarily, relieve the existential angst of the people that we are around, the people that we love? And it's a huge question. It is a question that has myriad answers. I don't claim to know all of them, but I have in my own life experienced a really deep relief of my own existential angst by being acknowledged and being affirmed by the people that are close to me, right? And even today in my conversation with Ryan, as he told me about this experience of being seen and how he felt that I had done that for him on a number of occasions, I felt a profound gratitude and relief that the things that I care about and the person that I want to be is acknowledged by someone else, right? So first, you have to be able to see. You have to be able to see another person, which is predicated on your own ability to see yourself. I know I, I bang on this drum over and over on this podcast that every change that you could possibly make in the world or to other people begins in yourself. I truly believe that. Your own ability to see another person is predicated on your ability to see and know yourself. So, you can build that up through meditation, through personal development, things like personality tests and journaling and meditation, therapy, counseling, <sighs> who knows, so many things, so many things. So the power of affirmation comes from your ability to see. 
It also comes from your integrity because at any given moment, we all know our brains are evolved to have a pretty keen sense of what it is that the other person wants to hear. What their ego wants to hear about their t-shirt and how nice it is, is not the same thing as acknowledging their existence, acknowledging their personality, acknowledging their essence, their work, their worth. So, to acknowledge someone's work and worth, it's a lot easier if you can acknowledge your own. Sometimes we get jaded in a sense that we can acknowledge other people's existence, other people's worth, but we can't acknowledge our own, which is a really sad state of affairs, but is true for so many of us, right? So, on this topic, Ryan had some really profound experiences. He said, a couple years ago, his mother had a brain aneurysm and nearly died. She came back and recovered for the most part. I don't know the exact details. But it was super, super hard on Ryan. Obviously, a near death for his mother was traumatic, unexpected, and painful. A while later, she had another brain aneurysm and nearly died. And from that one, she never fully recovered and eventually died. And at some point before her death, he wrote her a letter. He wrote her a letter telling her all the things that he never told her that he felt like he needed to tell her. And he expressed his gratitude for the opportunity to do this because she was still cognizant. She was still there. She wasn't all there, but she was there enough to receive it. And fuck, just even talking about that experience like gives me goosebumps and chills at the profound depth and weight of such an experience that I have a hard time imagining myself in that position. And Ryan said, you know, why did it have to wait till she was on her deathbed? Why is it? Why do we do that? Why can't we affirm each other all the time? He said, what if we, every time we left someone we loved, what if we told them what they meant to us? What if we hugged them a little bit tighter? What if we held them a little bit longer? Oh, what a beautiful sentiment. What a beautiful sentiment. I totally, totally agree. Just the other day, I wrote an article that was used my Great Dane's eighth birthday as a jumping off point and talked more about this idea that our time on earth and with each other is limited and unknowable and 
our own mortality has the potential to affect our relationships in the sense that it can drive us to be more present, more aware, more loving, more forgiving, more accepting. But it tends not to. We tend to bury our heads in our own existential sand and we think immortal thoughts. I'm not saying that we need to flip 180 degrees and constantly affirm each other at every meeting in really deep and meaningful ways because I have found the limit of that in my own relationships, right? If I tell my girlfriend every second of every day that I love her, I love you, I love you, I love you, thank you for loving me, you're such a gift to me, thank you for loving me, I love you, at some point it becomes diluted, right? It loses its power if you just say it over and over and over. And on the other end, if the power is there and never used, then it's wasted, right? The time passes, the moments that you can affirm, the moments that you can provide that relief of your love's existential angst is missed, it is lost. But somewhere in the middle, there is this beautiful balance, this dance of seeing clearly, opening your eyes and your heart to what is going on, and then using your mind to digest and integrate that experience, and then your, using your words to affirm that person, thank them. To witness them. This is a love language. It's a love language called words of affirmation. It is my primary love language. It is my partner's primary love language. We don't buy each other things. Gifting is like our fifth of five love languages. We're so bad at that. But we give each other the gift of affirmation daily. Let me give you an example of words of affirmation that I give to someone that I love. Her name is Mina. She's my eight-year-old Great Dane. <laughs> and occasionally I will lay down with Mina and I will pet her. And I will look, right, look her right in the eyes and I will thank her and I will say, Oh, Mina, thank you so much. You are such a gift to me. Your love has taught me things I could have never learned without you. Your consistency in how you love me has changed my life. And it has done so, so much for the better. I am so grateful for you. Your one of, if not the best thing that has ever happened to me. I am so grateful for your life and for your love. And thank you for being here with me. 
and then we go on a walk. Or I give her a piece of cheese. Or I let her chew on her bone. But I think you get the point. She loves it. She loves it. I don't do it just because she loves it. I don't do it just to be someone who affirms. I know that the cycle of witnessing one another is a circle, and I just want to keep pedaling so that tire goes round and round and round and round. But yeah, I just so recommend you to like just write it down. Write down, how do I want to be seen? How do I want to be seen? And then on another page, write, how do I see them? How do I see her? How do I see my partner? How do I see my father? How do I see my mother? How do I see my brother? How do I see these people that I love, who are in my life, who I need, who I'm so connected to? How do I see them? How do I appreciate them, right? How can you turn that thing into some kind of affirmation that's meaningful? It's not always verbal. Sometimes when people have a deep share, just your gaze, just your breath, your body position, just your presence, your silence is often a very powerful way to affirm someone's existence, that you will shut the fuck up long enough for them to share what is real for them. That you'll hold space, you'll hold your tongue, you'll hold your opinions, you'll hold your judgments, you'll hold your thoughts. You'll hold all that shit back and you'll actually create a space where they can be seen and witnessed and heard. It's really easy to hold space for your friend when they complain about their boss. It's a lot harder to hold space for your girlfriend as she complains about you. That's kind of a tangent about holding space for people. But my point was your affirmations don't always have to be verbal. They can be with your presence, your energy, your gaze, your breath your silence, your ears. How well can you listen to this person? How deeply can you take in what they're saying? What kind of clarifying questions can you ask them to further shake out what is stuck in them? To help them further clarify and express their experience so that you can see them in a more profound way. I truly believe that our relationships with ourselves and our relationships with our 10 closest people in our lives are the most important things we can do for the entire world. If you can have a genuinely compassionate relationship with 10 people where you really, really see them and you really, really go to great lengths to understand them, 
not fix them, not change them, not help them, but just understand them, that is the work that the world needs. As you understand your connectedness to the people around you, you under, you begin to glimpse your connectedness to the burning Amazon, to the koalas in Australia, to the Syrian refugees displaced. Your connectedness to your partner is your connectedness to the source. It's your connectedness to God, to the universe, to the cosmos, to the earth. It's really fucking powerful shit. And I encourage you to contemplate it. I encourage you to contemplate your own need to be seen. Your partners, your friends, your parents, your communities need to be seen. And I encourage you to hone your ability to open your eyes and your heart so that you can see people as they really are. And that you will start to see in yourself your own need to be witnessed and affirmed, acknowledged. And in doing so, you will begin to develop your own ability to acknowledge and affirm the people around you, whether that's through language or through presence or through love or through service. Because this is how we make the world better. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please, please follow me on Instagram, follow me on YouTube, share my content. And if you want to make a donation, Air at gmail.com on PayPal is a great way to do that. I really appreciate your support. I really appreciate your listening. We're doing it, folks. We're fucking making the world better one podcast at a time, one lesson at a time. I love you so much. I'll see you on the next episode. So do you, and you, and you, and you, 